Today is Friday, April 1st, 2022, and it's Good News Friday. This show is so packed full of magic, you'll forget you ever needed Disney. Jen Psaki is quitting the White House amid Joe Biden's many scandals and collapsing administration. Ron DeSantis and conservatives fight back against the woke mouse company that wants to groom your children. Okay, groomer, disgusting. Democrats panic as the midterms approach and a very special golden interview. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Jensaki, holla back girl. I ain't no holla back girl. I ain't no holla back girl. That's probably going to be the name of her MSNBC show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Benny Show. We are so excited to bring you the breaking news, breaking legitimately a few minutes ago, that Jen Psaki is indeed leaving the White House. Sayonara. See you later, Chucky. Take your rusty knives with you. Take your melted lava brain with you. You are so going to be missed. What will we do without you? What will Joe Biden do without you? Jen Psaki, could you imagine having her job? Take a moment and pause and ponder and think. Could you imagine having Jen Psaki's job for just a single solitary second? I have a one-year-old who doesn't speak English. She speaks like words, broken, at a time. Doesn't make a lot of sense, a lot of garbly goop. Not even my one-year-old speaks worse English than Joe Biden. You had to translate for him. You were the Joe Biden translator for the first year of the most disastrous presidency in American history. And you have our sweet, tender mercies, our sadness that you had to deal with all this. Remember the times when Joe Biden said, and and Jen Psaki had to go out and then make policy out of that and had to talk to Peter Ducey in the front row about all the times that Joe Biden said, so we say to Jen, see ya, sayonara, go off to the sweet, sweet, magical place in the sky where you can lie even more with utter impunity. That place is called MSNBC. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. According to Axios, it says that Jen Psaki will be going to MSNBC this May. So that's one more month of Chucky having lava-level nuclear meltdowns. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a send-off from her and Peter Ducey. Let's read the article, Why It Matters. It's been speculated for weeks that Saki would leave the White House for a TV gig. Now Axios can confirm that the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, is ex- in exclusive talks with MSNBC to join the network after she leaves the White House in May. This is according to a source that's knowledgeable about the matter. Jen Psaki 
has been negotiating TV gigs after the departure from the administration. Saki has been in close consultation with the White House's counsel office on her departure. According to two sources familiar with the plan, she's been treading carefully on ethics and legal aspects of her plan. It's really funny because the MSNBC reporter at the White House is maybe asking a question of their their colleague. That's how disgusting our media is in this country. So when Jen Psaki gets trotted out to the press dais the next time, she's going to be taking a question from the MSNBC White House correspondent. That White House correspondent is actually talking to her colleague, right? This is what's amazing. You wonder why the country's in a state that it's in because of this type of just sickening nepotism and navel-gazing and disgusting PDA between the corporate press and corporate Democrats and the apparatchiks. If you ever wondered why we on this program say that the corporate press is simply the press shop night nurse for the Biden administration, you see it here plainly. Where does Jen Psaki go? Directly into the corporate media to do the exact same job. It's going to be the same thing. Her show is going to be the same thing. What is her show going to be? Axios has a few details here. Saki has not formally told the White House press team about her departure, an administration source tells Axios. MSNBC has been working with its compliance lawyers to make sure that their connections don't violate any government regulations, according to sources. Saki has now in exclusive talks with MSNBC, and the deal may be final. It was reported by Puck last month that Saki also had conversations with CNN and other networks that expressed interest in signing her. Because, of course. Because why wouldn't you want to simply drag out the person who's been the voice of Joe Biden because you are the voice of Joe Biden, and that makes perfect sense. Just plant her right inside of her own show. I Reverse the situation. Say Sarah Sanders got her own primetime show on Fox News as soon as she was done, right? Now, Kaylee McEnany is on Fox News, and she's out doing commentary. That's true. But, like, you're putting them at an anchor's desk. That's what's going to happen with Jen Psaki. Apparently, she's going to host a show for MSNBC on the streaming platform Peacock. Hmm. She will also be part of live programming for MSNBC's cable network on different shows, and she'll be hosting a 9 p.m. hour. She will not be hosting the 9 p.m. hour correction, replacing Rachel Maddow, which had been speculated. <laughs> Could you imagine? What is this going to I mean, like, it, it never ends. It never ends. This is our Good News Friday. We do Good News Friday on this show. The entire show is just good news. This information breaking literally minutes ago, and we will be able to watch now Jen Psaki, Chucky, on her own primetime television show. How beautiful is that? How perfect. We tell you that the corporate press is just the boot-licking lapdogs of the Biden administration. You remember that cringy interview from Brian Stelter when he had Jen Psaki on his show saying, what, what can we do better? What can we do better? How can we better serve you? The palace eunuch Brian Stelter saying, I- I'm not 
too far off. My team can get me the exact quote here. But Brian Stelter literally asking Jen Psaki, how can we better serve you? <laughs> Job of the hut, dying scene. It's so gross. It's so disgusting. But it's so perfect for us because we're building a new media. We don't need NBC. We don't need corporate billions. We don't need Jen Psaki's karate classes and margarita uh, uh, visits to Margaritaville. Remember that? When you're stressed out, take some karate classes, do some yoga, and go get a margarita. <laughs> Maybe that's what the show will be called. What do you think Jen Psaki's show is going to be named? Let us know in the comments. We are happy that we will never be done with Jen Psaki. She'll now be just streamed right into you know the 12 people watching MSNBC. There's more people watching this live right now than we'll probably watch Jen Psaki's MSNBC show. What's it going to be called? What's it going to be called? I think it's going to be called Circle Back Girl. I think that's what the show's going to be called. It's going to be called Circle Back. <laughs> and the entire studio will be a big circle. And Jen Psaki will move around the studio the entire time in the circle. That will be the, that will be the show. Jen Psaki circling the entire time. <laughs> Come on, you'd watch it. We don't need the corporate press. We don't need this money. We got you. We got you. These are the times that try men's souls. Biblical times. Every headline you read, everywhere you look. Uncertainty and scary world events that are destabilizing, frankly. I mean, have you checked in on your food prices or gas prices lately? How about inflation? Even President Biden says that in regards to food shortages, it's going to be real. And you're starting to see that happen now. Friends, inflation continues to skyrocket and it will hit your bank account. It already has. 8% of your dollar has been evaporated and probably much, much more. Don't wait until your dollar is worth less to start thinking about protecting yourself. Buy something of actual worth. Gold and silver from Birch Gold. They've withheld the test of time all the way back into the ancient days. Right now, Birch Gold can help you convert your IRA and 401k into a tax-sheltered account in gold and silver. Get started right now. Text Benny to 989898. With thousands of satisfied customers and an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, Birch Gold can help protect you. Text Benny to 989898 to begin protecting yourself with gold. This movement is all we need. You, dear viewer, we are so proud to be 100% independent. We are so extremely proud to be able to bring you the news every single day in the way that we wish to. Have no strings attached here, baby. I got no strings to hold me down. We are able to speak the truth and speak it directly to you, and we are thankful for that. We really are. It's Good News Friday, and that is some good news. I've Got No Strings to Hold Me Down. That's a song from Pinocchio. Did you ever see the movie Pinocchio? Probably has some giant politically incorrect disclaimer in front of it now with woke Disney. I tried to show my kid Peter Pan the other day, right? Before we banned all Disney products in our house, we sold our Disney stock. Uh, this morning, we cut off Disney Plus yesterday morning, and... Ladies and gentlemen, we're done with Disney. But Pinocchio, Peter Pan, Peter Pan had a giant thing in front of it that's like, this video is offensive, right? Disney puts up this giant warning label saying that Peter Pan is an offensive video. I mean, Peter Pan's based on a novel, right? Like, they're adopting this woke 
destructive culture. And that's what it is, really. I mean, could you imagine a world that would be built on woke? You can't. The reason why is that evil doesn't build anything. Evil destroys. The purpose of evil is to destroy, ladies and gentlemen, and to wreck and to bring down and to tear down. That's why cultures end up eating themselves, right? Big, strong cultures like the Romans or the Greeks, the big, strong cultures end up just eroding and eating themselves alive because the corrupt and evil in those societies, the petulant, the adult children who are so narcissistic and so self-obsessed, they end up just destroying themselves. And that's what they're doing right now to a beautiful company called Disney. And I call Disney a beautiful company because if you follow the work of Walt Disney, you'll find a man who loved his country, who was a patriot, who shut down all, who essentially gave Disney to the the American war effort during World War II, uh, created videos and propaganda and films in order to help our war effort. Uh, was himself uh, uh, someone who served in the armed forces, loved this country, hated communism, loved a vision of wholesome Americana, presented wholesome Americana inside of his movies and his uh, worlds that he created. Downtown Disney is like a snapshot of like a 1920s America. Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn have, have rides, right? And Splash Mountain and so on. You can see the uh, Western, the the beauty and the pride of Western civilization woven throughout everything that were the original rides in Disney and throughout the videos that they were making. Christendom and good morals and Western civilization and some of the old German stories, right? Uh, Snow White, for instance, Sleeping Beauty. These are the kind of stories that were told by Walt Disney in order to reinforce Western values and morals. And now, the world that he created, and I think he's been gone since the late 60s, right? So it's been 50 years without Walt Disney uh, living in this country. Man, he is spinning at an RPM unheard of watching what's happening with his with his creation. Because it's his creation. All these people just live inside of something that he built. This great thing that he built. They have no right to destroy it. And they are destroying it nonetheless. Ron DeSantis on the other hand, is just helping them destroy themselves, actually. Ron DeSantis is considering repealing Walt Disney World's special self-governing status in Florida. Who, baby, if you mess with the bear, you're going to get the paw. You're going to get the claws one of these days. You mess with the bear, you're going to get bit. Here we go from Fox News. Ron DeSantis, the Republican governor of Florida, addressed uh, addressed on Thursday the suggestion of repealing a 55-year-old state law that allows Disney to effectively govern itself on the grounds of Walt Disney World following the company's public opposition to controversial parental rights laws in Florida. Ron DeSantis says this, What I would say as a matter of first principle is I don't support special privileges in law just because a company is powerful and they've been able to wield a lot of power, DeSantis said we have a clip on uh, we have a clip on this that I'll play for you in just a second but I think it's important to state leading up to this that it's not Ron DeSantis who picked this fight Ron DeSantis is doing his damn job Ron DeSantis's job is to protect my kids from groomers and perverts and horrible people that may be coming after my kids where are those protections the most important in places where my kids would regularly go I mean, obviously, if you were sitting in a park bench and you were talking about uh, your sexuality to my kid, I will have you arrested if we even make it that far. Don't try it. Trust me. Florida is a 
uh, is very good firm, very firm on the Second Amendment, very uh, good stand your ground, castle law state. So just don't try that in the state of Florida and don't try it anywhere. That just makes you a horrible person. So why is it illegal to do that on a park bench, but yet it's legal to do the same thing inside of a classroom? That seems insane to me. Maybe you disagree. Let me know. But I think that that's wrong. Where did the reading, writing, and arithmetic go? The point of a classroom is to teach my kid lessons and how to be someone who can survive in a society to help the children grow and be able to stand on their own two feet. And if children do have questions, then the correct answer about tough questions as it pertains to religion or maybe sexuality, if it does indeed come up. I haven't been in a classroom in a very long time. I certainly don't remember thinking about my teachers' sex lives. That certainly is the last thing I ever thought about as it pertained to my teachers when I was in school. But nonetheless, when tough questions come up, the right answer is, why don't you talk to your mom and dad about that? What's the first thing you do in the morning? I know it's a personal question, but I think it's relevant. The first thing I do is roll over and look at my phone. You probably are like millions and millions of Americans and you check in on your favorite websites, apps, your favorite creators. And what if you woke up every morning and they weren't there? They were deleted and erased on the internet. This is the reality for millions across this country every single morning because, well, big tech hates us. That's just the reality. They hate your host right here. I mean, listen, guys. They don't want our worldview to be platformed, and so they come after us. And that's why it's important to build a new internet, a second internet. And there's only one company out there that's doing it, RightForge. RightForge is the internet company devoted to American values and free speech. They're on the front lines against leftist cancel culture, and they're even helping bring President Trump back online by hosting Truth Social. So move your site, your domain, anything that you value online to rightforge.com, the real American internet. Go to rightforge.com now to get started. Support a company that supports free speech and more importantly, supports you, your right to speak as an American. Rightforge.com. Go now. Who's Mohammed? What about Christianity? What, 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 there are many things that can happen in a classroom that would lead a teacher to say, this is off limits and should be something that a parent talks about because I don't want to tread on a parent's right to guide their child in the direction they want them to go as it pertains to the real core physical beliefs of that child's life. Core physical beliefs come, of course, from the family. That has to do with religion, the way you view culture, the way you view the world around you. And those are very important. It's protected for that reason. Ron DeSantis protected those things and did right by parents like me who live in Florida. Disney stuck its fat, clownish cartoon mouse nose into Ron DeSantis' world. It's not the other way around. Disney shoved their cartoon rat nose into what Ron DeSantis was elected to do. Ron DeSantis wasn't messing with Disney. Disney messed with Ron DeSantis. And now Ron DeSantis is going to mess back. We know Ron DeSantis fairly well in this family. We know his staff really well. He's not a man to be trifled with. He's a deeply smart and wise individual, and he has right on his side here. Ron DeSantis is calling out Disney, and he's doing it to their faces, and he's tempting them. He's like, you don't want to play this game. If you want to play the game of special privileges in politics, if you want to get political and come after me, then we can come after you too. So it's best you walk away. This is what Ron DeSantis said on Tucker the other night. Have a listen. 
especially, Tucker, you got to wonder, like, why is the hill to die on to have transgenderism injected into kindergarten classrooms or woke gender ideology injected into second grade classroom? Why is that the hill to die on? Meanwhile, if we had done a bill that prohibited uh, talking about the abuse of Uyghurs in China, Disney would have supported that legislation because they don't want to say a word about that. So it's just an odd manifestation of their corporate values that they actually do Disney cruises, Tucker, to the nation of Dominica, which criminalizes homosexuality. So they're fine doing that and lining their pockets. They're fine lining their pockets from the CCP and all the atrocities that go on there. But it's those kindergartners in Florida that they really want to have transgenderism uh, as part of their core curriculum in school. Disney has been engaged with Ron DeSantis in a war of words leading up to the signing of Monday's Parental Rights and Education Bill. DeSantis called Disney out and said they had crossed a line by saying that they are going to actively work to repeal the bill and then to donate to people who are running against those who supported the bill, which would essentially mean waging war on every Republican in Florida. Not a smart idea for a state that is getting huge new numbers of Republican voters. We covered on yesterday's show 100,000 new Republicans, 100,000 plus surplus over Democrat voter registrations in Florida this year. Hundreds of thousands of new Republican voters registering to vote, and that number ain't slowing down. It's going up. It's not smart. Walt Disney Company. This ain't California. And Ron DeSantis said as much uh, that Disney had crossed a line. Listen. You know, we signed the, the Parents' Rights in Education bill. It's interesting when, like, a Disney-owned ABC would put that out on tweet. They'd say, Governor DeSantis signs bill to prohibit uh, instruction in sexual identity and gender identity in some grades. Some grades. Why would they say some grades instead of K through three? It's just amazing if you're trying to inform the... So you saw a lot of this. But then for Disney to come out and put a statement and say that the bill should have never passed and that they are going to actively work to repeal it, I think one was fundamentally dishonest, but two, I think that crossed the line. This state is governed by the interests of the people of the state of Florida. It is not based on the demands of California corporate executives. They do not run this state. They do not control this state. You play with fire, you end up getting burned. Why do you think that Ron DeSantis is someone that you should trifle with? Why Disney? I'm sorry, who is in charge of your company? Is it Goofy? Who is making these decisions? Is it your dumbest cast members? It certainly is. Disney is, of course, bowing the knee to the woke mob instead of saying what they should have said all along and what they initially said. Disney initially had the right take on this, and it's so sad to see what they're doing. Their initial take was, we're a kid's entertainment company. We don't get involved in politics. We make widgets and magical experiences for kids and we're going to stay the hell out of our realm but they can't help themselves they shoved their fat nose into politics and baby you are gonna get the bat Ron DeSantis saying I think special privileges are something I'd like to get rid of generally I think in the particular case with Disney I don't think we have very many people in the legislature anymore who are going to be able to defend a lot of what's been done over many many years 
having them govern themselves in some of these things. It probably was never appropriate to start, but it's certainly not appropriate now. Woof. And trust me, my dear viewer, if you are watching from the state of Florida, you are about to see a red wave that is going to turn this state so hard Republican. Every one of my neighbors in Tampa, which is a blue area, every one of my neighbors calls themselves a DeSantis Democrat. Polling was just released in Miami-Dade County, the most Democrat-rich county in the state, saying that Ron DeSantis has a 14-point lead on his Democratic adversaries in the general election. This state is going to go hard Republican with Republican supermajorities. What are you going to build a new magic kingdom? Where are you going to build it? Detroit? Baltimore? Enjoy. You'll really have a splash mountain inside of the suburbs of, I don't know, Chicago. Where are you going to put it? Huh? You're going to go to St. Louis? Where, Disney, will you move the magic kingdom? I would, I would love, I would love to see what Space Mountain looks like in the, uh, you know, in in the Bronx, right, or whatever other failed, decrepit, disgusting. Why don't you put it in Chaz? How about that? Go to Chaz, make like Chazland in Seattle, and you take it there. All your woke employees—they'll never show up to work. They'll all be drugged out. You can drag Disney to, to Chaz. The, the the Main Street Chaz can now be the new Disneyland. Then you'll then you can live in your utopia. It'll be great, fantastic. the 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 magical castle will be built out of needles and human feces. <laughs> People are so dumb. And for what? There was only one guy protesting. Oh, you didn't see this? That massive protest was one dude. Check it out. Disney cast members threatened to walk off the job today to protest their company's handling of some controversial legislation. Tonight, it's unclear how many Disney workers actually took part. Westview's Amanda Dukes joins us live from outside Disney. And Amanda, did you see any of them protesting? Well, we did see one protester earlier. You know, we're not able to get into the park or even into the corporate offices, so it's been a little difficult to get a handle on how many Disney workers actually did walk off the job. But I can tell you, monitoring ride uh, times, the waits for rides, as well as social media, it doesn't look like the walkout had any big impact on park operations today. At the Disney entrance at Hotel Plaza Boulevard Tuesday, lone cast member Nicholas Moldonado protested Disney's response to what critics call Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill. This is on behalf of all of us in the LGBTQ community and also the LGBTQ youth that maybe happen to be are being pushed back into the closet because of this bill. Family values is accepting each and every individual. That is family values. What the other side is saying is not family values. Moldonado was not scheduled to work Tuesday and had no idea how many Disney workers participated in a planned walkout dubbed Disney Do Better. I know we've spent a little bit of time on this, but it's worth saying. Disney is something much like our flag, our federal law enforcement, our currency, our border. These are things that we should all agree on, should not be politicized. Things that we are standing up for as united Americans. We can all agree on the flag, right? We can all agree on on Disney World, 
right? That that shouldn't be politicized. God help us. Can we share some things as a country? And if we can't share things as a country, well, do we really have a country? You have to start really asking these tough questions and seeing the poison that is being injected into our into everything that we used to love. You know, if you can't sit back and crack a beer open and watch your favorite sports teams anymore because of woke ideology, if you can't send your kid to school anymore because of groomers and pervs, if you can't go to Disney World or Disneyland anymore because of these mentally ill people, then you have to start asking, maybe it's time to fight. Maybe you must recognize that we are the majority and we need to start to defend the things that make this country work. They are a poison. They are a cancer. Wokeness is a cancer that destroys and it moves and it metastasizes and it will take over and wreck and ruin the things that you care the most about and they ain't done yet. Trust me, the churches are next. Your favorite franchises. You know they go after Chick-fil-A every like two seconds, right? Nothing is sacred for these people because nothing is sacred for these people. They're a godless lot, an atheistic lot. They have no joy. They have no lives. They have nothing but this wokeness to worship. They don't have a God. They are godless people. Dr. Fauci is their Jesus. And Wokeness is their religion, and they must conquer by the sword. They're a violent religion, and so it's time to start treating them as such. It's time to start standing up. It's why my family, again, was very proud to sell all of its Disney stock, and we canceled Disney+, and we will never, ever go to these parks ever again. What will the Disney parks look like if they become fully woke? If the woke win, what will it look like inside of Disney World? The Small World After All ride. I'm sure many watching have ridden It's a Small World After All. Get the song stuck in your head all day. We have a dear friend in Pulitzoid. He's a memer who created a just work of art envisioning what will woke Disney World look like. It's a woke world after all. Go. I love the clip of LeBron holding his holding his knee. Also, the memes are getting so good these days. Again, that work of art is from a memer called Pulitzoid. We're really, really proud on the show to be always supporting memers and the creatives in the conservative movement and to be employing them. And the reason we can do that is because of you and your support. And so we thank you for your support on this show. We love being able to employ and to give uh, careers to the smart and to the creatives on our side so that they don't have to go get gobbled up by these godless, soulless corporations like NBC News, go work on Jen Psaki's new Circle Back show, or go work at Disney and get just 
their entire worldview violated by corporate America day in and day out. We are proud to be a small business owner and small and jobs creator on this program. And we can do that thanks to you and your viewership. So thank you. And our staff, by the way, thanks you. And it's not just us. We have dear friends at The Daily Wire who are now launching a kids programming rival to Disney, and we are loving it. We are here for it. The Daily Wire announced on Wednesday that it's launching Daily Wire Kids, giving parents an alternative to woke children programming offered by others in the entertainment industry. Daily Wire Kids is going to be a $100 million investment over the next three years. It's a lot of money to produce children's content to rival Disney and other production companies. Disney was once a reliable source of wholesome, innocent entertainment for children, the Daily Wire said, but controversy after controversy has roiled the network over the last several years, leaving parents fearful that the content their kids are consuming is brainwashing them at best and endangering them at worst. The Daily Wire uh, announced this in a town hall kind of format, and we have a clip of that to play for you now. I think this goes right to the point of what we're trying to do at the Daily Wire, and that's that Americans are tired of giving their money to woke corporations who seem to hate them. They're tired of giving their money to woke media companies who subvert the truth and try to silence them. And they're tired of giving their money to woke entertainment companies like Disney who have not-so-secret gay agendas for and want to add queerness into content for little children. The problem is Americans haven't had a lot of alternatives. I mean, on the media side, we've had Fox for the last generation as almost the only uh, alternative voice in the media. In entertainment, there's been nothing. And so what The Daily Wire is trying to do is build those, inter- build those alternatives. Americans have a lot of economic might. They just, they just don't have anywhere to put that economic might. We end up having to give our money to these same corporations who are opposed to us because they're the only game in town. I'm tired of this sort of nonprofit mentality well, that's permeated the right for the last generation that says all we can do is lose, complain, and beg for donations. That's nonsense. We can build alternatives, and that's what we're trying to do. Good for them. That was Jeremy Boring. He is the uh, CEO of The Daily Wire. We've worked with The Daily Wire before. We love traveling to Nashville to do shows with The Daily Wire and to do Candace's show. We're a big supporter of them. And we applaud people who are making and creating in this movement. We need more of it. And we deeply support their engaging in the culture wars. And we're proud to support them as well. We are not Disney Plus subscribers in the Johnson household. We are Daily Wire subscribers, however, and have been for a number of years. The Daily Wire said that they have brought on Eric Bauschman and Ethan Nicole of VeggieTales. <laughs> That's going to be great. I grew up on VeggieTales. Do you remember VeggieTales? Classic entertainment for children and very funny and very good and have some of the most addictive songs. Uh, don't make me sing them. They will be in your head all day. Uh, that have ever been written. So good for the Daily Wire. I cannot wait to see what you're what you're doing there. And I have little kids too. So be happy to uh, make sure that they are watching Daily Wire content. We have a wonderfully, wonderfully positive story. Again, it's Good News Friday on the program. And we have such a happy story to share with you. The Democrat insiders in Washington, D.C. are watching what's happening with Disney. They're watching what's happening with Jen Psaki. They're watching what's happening with the Biden crime family. And they're fleeing. They're so upset. They're crumbling. Why? Because they're seeing the collapse of the brand of their entire party in real time. You will not be able to run as a Democrat after this is all said and done. Because when you have a party that is built on protecting predators... 
putting Katanji Brown Jackson on the Supreme Court, when you have a party that is built on unconstitutional mandates and the collapse of the economy, you really don't have much to run on when you're collapsing the border, destroying the dollar, being total nincompoops around the world in your stupid foreign policy. Not even your most loyal employees are staying with you. They're all running to corporate media. And Democrat insiders are saying, I'm not going to say the word, that GD, man, it's so infuriating. We are screwing up the midterms. Democrat insiders are disquieted about the likely drubbing the Democrat Party will receive in the 2022 midterms. This according to Breitbart News. With 71% of Americans believing that the nation is headed in the wrong direction, Democrat insiders whined to Politico about how difficult it will be to retain the House and Senate. According to a January poll, Republicans lead Democrats in a generic ballot by 12 points. 12 points! The poll is significant because it reveals for which party the Americans will vote without even knowing a specific candidate. Things could change, David Axelrod, an advisor to President Barack Obama, said, but it's only a quarter of the country believing that things are headed in the right direction. The president is sitting at 40 or 42 percent wrong. He's more at 30 or 31 percent. And a 40-year high, the atmosphere is clearly not promising for Democrats to buck historic trends. During Biden's presidency, more than Two million migrants have been apprehended at the southern border. Fentanyl became the greatest killer among 18 to 45-year-olds. Inflation soared to 40-year high, and gas prices increased to all-time high. Not really a great record to run on. Weekly wages sank. Supply chain woes have persisted, and the deadly Afghan withdrawal deeply embarrassed the nation. Kelly Dietrich, a former Democratic fundraiser, lashed out at Americans for turning away from Biden's party and towards the GOP. (laughs) That's great. Lashing out at your own base, calling them, you know, calling them out of touch, condescending, man, what a despicable group of people. GD, man, GD, man, we don't curse on the show if we can help it. It's so infuriating, Dietrich said, criticizing Americans for turning their backs on Democrats. It's easier to tear ish down than to build ish up. It's easier to frame people who are actively trying to build or accomplish things and failing our na- our society seems to have gone bat-ish. I'm not going to curse. Not going to curse on the channel. We're not going to curse. We're going to stay family-friendly. Unlike Disney, we're going to stay family-friendly on the show. The report, a recent report, said that 55 House Democrat deadbeats are skipping paying dues to the DCCC as midterm wave builds. That also similar report showed that the Republicans are targeting 72 Democrat seats. What? Dude, 72 Democrats to take out in the midterms? 72? It's going to be a generational majority for Republicans. Generational. And Kevin McCarthy has them locked and loaded, baby, man. I've been doing some phone calls, these members of Congress, for Republicans, man, they ain't going to play. They ain't going to play. When they take back the House, the Dems set the rules. Okay, you want to salt the earth? Let's go. 55 powerful and influential House Democrats are reportedly financially stiffing the Democratic Congressional Committee, failing to pay their dues they owe of the likelihood that Republicans will retake the chamber. Top Democrat leaders are unhappy and worried that many of their valuable caucus members are not paying their dues to the party committee, according to Punchbowl News. Rules dictate that each member is responsible for dumping a certain amount of cash into the committee's coffers to be used by top brass as the party and national strategy to defeat Republicans. The amount of cash members are to fork over depends on their position in the party. Speaker Pelosi and the whip 
and Patrick Maloney reportedly pleaded with members on Tuesday to pay up. (laughs) But many members are not paying their dues, perhaps because Democrats perceive the 2022 midterm election as a lost cause. The House Democrat majority is in deep trouble with with both history and the polls against them. Republicans have overtaken what's been traditionally a large lead. Ooh, man, our congressional Democrats told the publication that Pelosi is trying her best to force deadbeats to cough up the money. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you please, can you please pay, pay, pay some money? Please, I promise I won't use it anymore on my salon visits. Gross. Could you imagine getting a phone call from Nancy Pelosi? What would you tell Nancy Pelosi if she rang you up? Many of those who are stiffing the committee are some of the most powerful, influential members of the caucus. Wow. AOC is stiffing the committee. Ilhan Omar, Cory Bush, Rashida Tlaib, the entire squad. Ooh, man. <laughs> Guys, this is the br- destruction of the Democratic Party at, at hand. These people are going to break off and form their own party. I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen. They're going to break off. You're going to have a fracturing of the party. There's going to be a civil war inside the Democratic Party, and it's going to become a non-functional party politically. And it's not just people on this land who are seeing this. It's not just the people inside the Democratic Party who are saying, we're done for. All you have to do to see exactly how clearly the Democrats are screwed in this election and with this White House is to look across the pond. In fact, we've been watching foreign press and how they've been reporting on America to see a little more clearly what the People who are watching America with very clear eyes, right? They weren't born here. They don't live here. And so they're just going to sort of say it as they see it. We find it very helpful to look at what other countries are saying about us. And boy, do we find the clip of all clips. Go ahead and check out what this foreign reporter from Australia, I believe, Uh, Sky News is saying about Joe Biden and about the feckless Democrats, one of the funniest clips we've ever seen. We cried watching it. Check this out. Of what in God's name is Joe (laughs) Biden trying to say? No little expression, time is money. As one computer said, if you're on the train and they say Portal Bridge, you know you better make other plans. Uh, let's let's go over what he just said there. Let's just not ignore that. Let's go over it. As one computer said, if you're on the train and they say Portal Bridge, you know you better make other plans. <laughs> I've got nothing. Okay, let's let's leave that to one side and see what else the president said this week. In fact, we're taking a page from Terry's book when he was governor and when he'd be governor next time. We're emerging from this pandemic. We want to expand pre-K for three and four-year-olds, millions of pre-care students. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup, not access to the nuclear codes. (laughs) When he's not making a fool of himself misreading auto cues, Biden is making utterly incomprehensible decisions that further weaken the U.S., Today we learned that the Biden administration is planning to offer around $450,000 a person in compensation to illegal immigrants separated after crossing the border illegally. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Good News Friday, and so we're talking about good news. What is better news than how to protect 
everything that you have earned and your retirement and your life savings. But this Biden economy is making it very, very hard. You see, a fiat currency that can be printed out of nothing can actually ruin your life with inflation because it's not tied to any real value. You've seen that over the past couple of months as everything skyrockets because of absolute nincompoop policies from our federal government. You know, there were $7 trillion printed out of thin air over the last few years. $7 trillion printed with nothing backing it. Well, that's a scary thing. Why do they need our tax dollars, by the way? Why do they need us to give them money if they can just print it out of thin air? I think it's a really good question. The time is now to start investing in something of real value and get off a fiat currency. That's why my program is proud to be partnering with Birch Gold. My family is proud to be investing personally with Birch Gold and backing our assets with something that is tangible and withstands the test of time. Joining the program now is Philip Patrick, Precious Metals Specialist with Birch Gold, who's going to be answering some of our questions. He's been personally helping my wife and I get our retirement and savings fortified with gold and precious metals. Philip, welcome to the program. Now is not the time to be putting all of our full faith in a fiat currency. Am I wrong? It definitely is. Uh, I have to say, in, in all of my life, we, we talked about some of the stuff, inflation, debt, money printing. As, as bad as this stuff can be, it's actually very conducive for growth in safe haven assets in gold and silver. So it's about the best climate I've seen for this asset class in many, many, many years. For some of our viewers, this may come as a daunting task. Maybe they've heard about investing in gold, but they have no idea how to do it. Does that mean that you buy a gold mine? Does it mean that you bury gold bars in your backyard? What is the process? You have been helping our family get invested in gold. We have personally loved our experience with Birch Gold. It's been really actually spectacular, streamlined, and easy, the process. Can you talk our viewers through what the process is to begin investing in gold? Look, it can be daunting, right? Certainly for people who come in, you know, a lot of people understand why gold's important today, but they don't understand how to do it. So education is a very, very big part of what we do, but we make the process quite simple as, as you guys know. So education first and foremost, making sure that people understand how it's done, the benefits from there, we can really facilitate everything. So if individuals have either cash that they're looking to protect against inflation or an IRA that's exposed to the market, we have the ability to protect those assets using physical tangible precious metals we got a lot of very very knowledgeable guys here a lot of good information for your listeners to help guide them through the process so growing up i assumed that our money was backed by gold the gold standard that's not true is it it is not the case not since the 1970s we have been removed from the gold standard and we have today what is called a fiat currency basically money that is backed sadly by nothing which is why we see problems as we are today a government printing money with nothing to support it and of course inflation currency devaluation are the effects of that so as a student of history you can look back and see collapsed economies of Weimar Germany, Cuba, Venezuela. It's always the same model, right? They overprint their money, they overheat their economy, their currency collapses, and then peril and horrors begin for the people. This is happening in our country right now, and there are some red flashing indicators, specifically the yield curve, 
but I'm no financial genius. Can you explain to me what a yield curve inversion is? That's what people are talking about right now. It, it, it is quite scary. Um, it, it's a fairly complicated issue, but what it means, so the yield curve is the relationship between short and long-term interest rates on U.S. Treasury bonds, right? So the U.S. government sells, well, the Treasury sells uh, bonds with a variety of maturity dates. You can buy anything from a one-month treasury to a 30-year treasury. Now, just like you'd expect, longer-term bonds almost always pay higher interest rates than shorter-term, right? For example, if you go to the bank and get a CD, you're going to get better interest rates on a five-year CD than you would a six-month. So an inversion occurs when short-term interest rates exceed that of longer term, which in normal times makes almost no economic sense. That's what the inversion really means. So this would mean that they are trying to create what, what type of behavior? So what happens? So basically what it means is lots and lots and lots of people are buying longer term bonds, right? So the more people that buy, let's say 10 year treasuries, the rate's gonna go down because demand is going up. But what it really means is that people are more pessimistic about let's say the next two years than they are about the next 10, which is very uncommon, right? Because it suggests that the short term is economically riskier than the long term. And by definition, the long term is almost impossible to predict. So when it inverts, investors think that a downturn or a recession is coming very soon, right? So the shape of the yield curve is a key metric that we watch because it impacts prices on other assets. It's been one of the most accurate indicators of pending recession for the last 50 years. It's very, very accurate. And so what you're saying, Philip, is based on your in-depth knowledge of the market and how it functions, this is a red flashing light. It is a big red flashing light. Look, it's not causative, right? So for the yield curve to invert, it doesn't create a recession. What it is, is a representation of how people view the future of the US economy. So when investors are anticipating recession, they reallocate their investments, right? It means that they've lost confidence in the economy. They believe that meager returns on bonds longer term is a better situation than facing potential huge losses in the market shorter term. So basically, they're better off in their minds locking up their money longer term, getting very little than facing the shorter term domestic market. Now, this widespread loss of confidence changes behavior, right? So like I said, maybe they sell stocks to buy bonds. So it snowballs and it becomes essentially a recession. It falls into. The yield curve has inverted every single time before a recession since 1956. So seven times with only one false flag in that time period. It is literally the closest thing to a crystal ball we have for economic downturns. It's very, very accurate. So that's a little terrifying. Let's say that this is correct as it has been, as you stated in the past seven times since the 1950s. Most people uh, watching right now have been alive in that time period, obviously, and has have been through recessions. Uh, I remember quite distinctly in 2008, and that was really bad for my family. It was bad for a lot of families. What do you see on the horizon if we have a recession today? 
Look, I think this one could be particularly tough because the options are limited and the bubbles are big, right? So for example, look at the stock market. How bad could that crash be? There's something called a cyclically adjusted price to earning ratio. It's a very important indicator of value in the stock market. What that shows us today, that is, if the stock market dropped 50%, it would go back to an average ratio, not even a low ratio. So the crash in the market could be significant. Now, the problem is, like I said, the lack of options. It used to be that if you were worried in the, about the stock market, you could position yourself in bonds and essentially ride it out. But it doesn't work today, right? Bonds, because interest rates are so low, because inflation is so high, they're yielding negative growth. They're not even keeping pace with inflation, right? As bond yields come down and inflation rises, those losses will escalate. So it's a very, very tough situation for the Fed to handle. And I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to want to lower interest rates, right? But they really can't because interest rates are so low. And if they lower interest rates, they're going to fuel inflation even further. So the Fed is really between a rock and a hard place here. And I think, you know, what Biden will likely want to do, knowing Biden, is spend more money, right? More stimulus packages. And again, all roads here lead to inflation. So I think the next 18 to 24 months, we could see exactly the kind of economic hard landing that the Fed, the White House, and I think a lot of America should be afraid of today. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I often liken it on the program to going out on St. Patrick's Day and you're slamming shots of Jameson and Guinness and you're drinking and you're doing jello shots and eventually the bill comes due and then the hangover happens and it's not pretty and we have been having a party in this country and i think we're due for a hangover especially as it pertains to a currency that isn't really tied to the valuation of anything other than the idea of america right so you know what's the idea of america right now well it's not good and so your recommendations uh are in precious metals your experience and your expertise are, are in precious metals can you explain why that is such a valuable hedge right now for people that are worried about the future of course. Well, look, this is Good News Friday, of course. So, you know, we need to talk about the positives here. And there are, right? Because, look, as tough as times are today, it's all about understanding where the issues lie. And I think that's why shows like this informative are so important because it allows people to be preemptive. But if you know where the issues are, then you understand the solutions as well. And as I mentioned briefly at the beginning, precious metals are very conducive for climates like this. They're safe haven assets. When stock markets decline, safe haven demand peaks, precious metals can increase. Look at 2008. They doubled in value within 18 months of the crash. When inflation rises, inflation's a killer, right? Because it makes our money buy less. But inflation, the definition of it, is the rising cost of commodities and services over time. Well, guess what? Gold and silver are commodities. So by definition, they increase in climates like this. So they are very conducive for the specific issues we have. The other side of things, if we really want to look at it from a positive standpoint, and I think there are positives here, look, if there's a bubble in the stock market, 
you can use it to your advantage, right? If, if stock prices are way out of proportion to reality by selling, by reducing some of that exposure, you benefit from a lot of this crazy monetary policy. So like I said, the key is understanding the issues, being preemptive and taking action. And as long as you do, you can turn this negative into a positive, at least for our families and those around us. So you mentioned families there. My wife is from a farm family. I'm from a farm family. We're like my grandfather used to hide bills in the bricks of his house, right? Like to, to hedge against a bad day or a rainy day, right? As the old farmers would call it. But uh, you know, my wife and I come from saving families. And so we've always maxed out to our 401ks. We've always maxed out to our IRAs. And what we're doing is converting an IRA into a gold backed IRA right now with Birch. And so can you explain for probably most people watching right now have a 401k or an IRA. How would that process work? Yeah, of course. Uh, well, first of all, the good news is we're not having to bury gold anywhere today. Okay. So we're okay on that. Um, look, with an IRA, it's very simple. And, and Birch Gold Group can help you to facilitate, well, help you, your listeners to facilitate this. But essentially, if you have an IRA or 401k, you have under IRS code, the ability to roll over any portion of that account. So essentially, we establish a self-directed IRA, your funds are rolled over from your existing to your new. That way there are no tax implications or penalties because it remains within an IRA. We can place physical precious metals tax deferred within that account. And from there, it works like any other IRA. You have online accounts, quarterly statements, all of that stuff. But the key is instead of having paper assets that are losing value every day, you have physical commodities very much conducive for this climate. And we at Birch Gold Group can educate, can guide your listeners through step by step by step. I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, Birch Gold has treated my family extremely well. We feel very secure in their hands. They explain it to us. We're not financial geniuses. Let me tell you, you don't want me doing your taxes every year. They are really helping us out and has made, have made it really, really smooth for us to diversify. And that's what you really want. What you want right now to be smart is to diversify what you have in order to be safe in the storm, right? Because you don't know what's going to happen. Nobody knows what's going to happen. We wish we had the crystal ball. But as Philip has told us there, the signs right now, the red lights are flashing. You hear on this program what Joe Biden's doing to our economy every day. Be safe and protect yourself. Philip Patrick is a precious metals specialist with Birch Gold. We highly recommend their services. Philip, one last question. Do you have a second? Of course, yes. Okay. Is, do you think there's any gold in the Federal Reserve? Uh, um, yeah, look, yes, but they've been, look, uh, Fort Knox, Ron Paul for years was calling for an audit of Fort Knox and they were saying, no, no, we do have that much gold in there, but no, you can't look at it. So look, do we have gold in Fort Knox? Likely. Um, is it exactly what they're suggesting? my instinct says, well, if it is, why no audit, right? So I think there's gold there, but it's questionable as to how much is there relative to what they're reporting, I guess. <laughs> so I had to ask that for the fan. The, when the viewers, the viewers, when we post about Birch Gold, many comments are like, do you think there's any gold backing up our dollar? They want to know. And so I wanted to ask the expert. Thank you, Philip, for being on the program. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. It's so fantastic on the show to listen to an expert, Philip Patrick. 
just an absolute boss when it comes to securing your investments. And certainly working with Birch Gold is something that has been very easy for my family, something that my family has really, really been thankful for them. Walking us through this process, I feel so much more secure in these times of extreme financial instability. And uh, come on, guys, can you actually feel secure with Joe Biden at the helm? Protect yourself with Birch Gold. Protect the middle class in America. Protect what we have earned. It's what makes us the most powerful political force on the planet. It's why we on this show defend our rights to have our priorities correct. God, family, country. That's what we fight for on The Benny Show every single day. We were born free men and women, and as long as we are able to protect what is ours and what God has given to us, then we will be a prosperous and happy people. God help us with this Biden presidency, ladies and gentlemen. But with partners like Birch Gold, a little extra help is on the way. Thank you for watching today. My name is Benny Johnson, and this was The Benny Show. See ya. Have a great weekend.